0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Into the
1: Combine.
0: I'm Shoddy.
2: I'm staying the Man. I'm uh, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> it's going to be something different. June. every week,
0: every week. Oh, yeah, dude, it's too soon. What the hell's wrong it's with June. you? June. You can play that right. it in October, but not now.
2: <laughs> well, by the time this comes out, I'm probably going to be a dad, so I'm Father Jay. Father, oh,
0: okay. There you Father go. Jay, there you there go. You
3: go. <laughs> There he is.
2: Yeah, we're recording this before, but we congratulate you. Yeah. I yeah. If these are if these episodes are dated, that's that's why <laughs> we we'll put them out a little late. Yeah. Once dad's in dad mode, you
1: have no Sorry. idea what that kid's gonna be. You know, he could be a little shit right from the start.
2: You know, you never know. Well, you know he's gonna be a metalhead. He's gonna be here in that twenty four seven. Oh yeah. Yeah. Only way to do it. Only way. Well, I got a fucking good breakdown for you guys. If you're ready for it, do it. that
0: was crunchy as fuck dude two. that was like breaking my or it was blowing out the left ear piece in my headset here
2: yeah well it's fucking worth it new fucking two mold oh, military, that's what that was that's what the that title was. track the fucking riffs man Dude, too. it's
1: different though but it's great oh no, no i'm not saying it i I haven't, I haven't listened to any of it yet
2: what are you doing over I there? i know
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's so different uh, i'm shocked you thought that was that different i i did yeah it was okay. like... In what way? It was more... I liked it. It was more like... It sounded like Outer Heaven, not hmm. too
2: old to me. that makes well, sense? Well, I mean, that's... It's kind of a... It's like a, maybe a six-minute track, and that's like right at the break of the track, yeah. you know, when it cuts out, and then just get that fucking slamming riff, you know? Yeah. So, I could see maybe where you're coming from. It is different, though. It is. I listened to it a few times, and it's more... Um, Like, it's more intricate. Like, that last one was kind of more caveman you know yeah riffs riffs. yeah yeah this one has that still obviously you heard that part right there yeah but um more complex okay like you know like kind of like um it's even groovier yeah kind of everything's kind of upped a little bit like more of the demolit kind of stuff like like more twisty turny kind of shit but then also more of the convulse big fucking grooves you know like just more of everything like there's just there's it it does take a couple more listens just cuz it's not as simple and like big and open like it's more there's more shit in there more fucking more riffs more notes but i think it's just as good i don't i it's too soon to be like which is better but i just can't believe they're putting out this much shit this soon and like <laughs> how do you do this
1: like that good of stuff like <laughs>
2: dude it's three years three albums
1: yeah that's fucked
2: that's the way that that's seriously fucked <laughs> yeah yeah and derek writes like pretty much all of it i mean the drummer does his thing but like that dude just comes up with the fucking riffs and like here we go guys hm. i mean come on
1: i had no idea the drummer was the
2: vocalist you didn't know no. <laughs> yeah dude. that's why i want to see him live i want to see him pull that off yeah they're coming in july 11 but i know uh, you're gonna have a ba- you, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm gonna have a baby here i don't know that's what they say all right um do you guys should i do those shows i went to or
0: yeah what, i mean who are, where were? what did you go to let's hear it
2: okay well it was a couple of weeks back but i got to go to it was like two shows in one week i think and uh the first one was that spirit adrift show that one was fucking cool because i got to talk to nate before the show and i was kind of sick so I, I don't know i was not really looking forward to it but then i don't know you do what you do when you're sick and had some fucking coffee and some pre-workout and a couple of beers and set me right and uh by the time the show started i was i was feeling it. it was all like that kind of traditional metal kind of stuff and i didn't love the bands too much there was a local band called midas that was pretty fun heavy metal but what was cool about it was fucking i wore my uh into the combine T-shirt and got to just like Shoddy was saying last time, talk to a listener. Nice. Uh, I forget what his name was. It was like, it was like Natty, kind of like like Natty Ice or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. Maybe Natty or Natty. I don't know. Um, but anyways, he was super cool. So I was on my own for that. So it was cool. I got to talk to him a little bit about fucking metal for quite a while. So that was fun. And um, but Spirit of Drift fucking killed it. Like, I had never seen them live. I know you saw them live, Saying You said they were great for you, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. And now they've got both those new albums, or, you know, both albums that are so su- just super good. And they played a good mix of the new shit and the other stuff. But powerful fucking set. I know, like, in the interview, he mentions it. Nate mentioned it. But, like, they, one of their, like, friends had died that day. So it was kind of like a somber mood with the band. Mm. And, like, they dedicated Earthbound, the last track, to it. And you, dude, you could just feel it. Like, it was a powerful performance Damn. but uh the fucking other one was that tour that stacked lineup with like nails was the headliner it had misery index outer heaven and altar and oh holy shit you guys can hear it in the mic can you coyotes howling no dude you no. got
0: coyotes in the background <laughs> grab that shotgun dude. boy
2: <laughs> yeah we get them all the time out oh, here shit dude dude i have
0: a what's it called foxes all the time running through my backyard yeah oh yeah big Silverback, yeah,
2: coyotes <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so all was good I, I they were one of my favorites from uh, last year i think that led album from last year it was good but um it's one of those things like live it uh didn't totally come through as well you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah just that happens sometimes it was still cool it just didn't quite hit as well but the highlight that i really wanted to mention was fucking outer heaven dude and Stan, I know you wanted to go. Yeah,
1: it was a fucked day. So <laughs> fucked. <laughs> One of those days.
2: Yeah. And I don't want to make you regret it, but...
1: Oh, I already like, regret it.
2: Dude, if they come back, I'm going to come just pick you yeah. up. Like, I don't know, care what you're doing, if you bring the baby or you don't bring the baby, but, <laughs> like, it... I, I mean, I, I love that album, but I have a whole new appreciation for that band after seeing them live, dude. Yeah. Like, it was like... You know, it's kind of like going to see Gate Creeper where, like, those fucking grooves and riffs just smack you live come out out even more. It was kind of like that, but maybe even more Caveman. Mm -hmm. Like, every song, they played all the songs that just. It was kind of perfect because it's kind of like, you know, those bands that played there, a lot of, you know, Nails and Misery Index, those are kind of, they have that crossover into the hardcore fans and shit. And I feel like they, maybe they knew that. I don't know, but they played those songs that had those big fucking grooves and big slowed down riffs that would just hit and dude i don't know man like just fucking neanderthals up there dude it was like <laughs> just it just was like dude it was so fucking neanderthals that's how it was man just caveman riffs it was so good and the vocalist austin he, he that's who i um got to interview before the show who was such a cool guy and him live dude as a frontman that dude was off the stage for half the show hmm. he got down and was just fucking like you know the hair was just there was a pit going on. He was just in there, kind of like slamming around and doing those vocals. That's
0: so fucked up.
2: Oh, like you know, like a lot of bands like that, Dirty Death Metal. You'd probably like lurking in the shadows, just up there doing their yeah, thing. But like, yeah. dude, he put on such a good show. Like ton of energy, got the like crowd going. Like I don't know, man. That was it was the highlight of the night. I think. Like also, dude, I didn't even tell you guys, but before that fucking Outer Heaven show. I went I, I, I went there on my own. I met someone there, but I went to the, the bar next to the venue. I'm sitting down there having a drink. I talked to a couple other metalheads that were going to the show. Some dude sits down next to me. He's wearing an artificial brain shirt, and I just kind of commented on his shirt, asked if you ever seen him. He's like, yeah, actually, I played with him like four times or whatever. And there was a the guitarist from Outer Heaven. <laughs> 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 I was like, well, I feel like an idiot. And son then, of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. Like uh, We probably talked probably for an hour before the show started, just... Super cool guy. Like I said, awesome. The vocals was super cool. So now I like the band even more just because they were both fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the highlight. So Misery Index went on next. Like I said, it just it was just hard to follow them up. They sounded per- perfect. They were awesome. All the hits. I mean, it was great. I just after Outer Heaven, it was a little hard, but I was getting tired, so I got a fucking Red Bull, and by the time Nails came on, I was kind of reawoken. Got up front with uh, the buddy I went with, and that was that they definitely brought it like like i said outer heaven was my favorite of the night but nails was was right behind it like same kind of thing they played all their so many of their songs have those spots that you can catch on to with the breakdowns and all that kind of shit and i didn't know if it was gonna be too chaotic live to like come through but no it was fucking perfect so all the hits it was only like 30 35 minutes and they were the headliner it was like perfect you know get in get out and, mm-hmm. Done. that's
0: awesome dude yeah yeah that's the way it you. should be no like i don't like the fluff anymore i just want to get in there see my shit go home <laughs>
2: exactly we're fucking old we gotta go to bed dude. yeah well i mean i think it was done by 10 30 I, mean, I
0: don't go to bed at 10 30 i'm not fucking geriatric like you fellas <laughs> but i just still i mean i'm tired i don't like standing up the whole time so oh, i know
2: yeah i'm with you Alright, so I've got Austin, vocalist, Outer Heaven. Yes, sir. Uh, You guys are touring now with Nails, Ulther jumped on it. And uh, who else we got on this one? Misery Index. Misery
4: Index, Nails, Ulther, Outer Heaven.
2: Right, right. How did you guys get on this lineup?
4: uh well we've played with nails in the past um and todd uh the guitar player and singer from nails i guess has been a fan of ours for some time you know and he we played with them a few times in the past where i guess is where he had seen us originally and uh you know i guess he heard our new record and was really digging on it. So uh he reached out to our guys and uh asked us if we wanted to be on this. We originally actually weren't going to be able to do the tour. Um we had another tour that we were setting up that we were gonna play Austin Terror Fest and we were gonna play a fest in Colorado. Okay. But um it was gonna be in this exact upcoming week. Right. Originally for that tour. So we scrapped that, you know, and took this tour. Just you know, this tour a, a, a little yeah. more to it, you know, and it had bands that we really like, so we really wanted to be a part of this. So. Yeah.
2: So you guys did uh, the Decibel Metal and Beer too this year, right? Yeah. yeah. How was that?
4: Awesome. Honestly, much, much better than I ever expected it to be yeah. for us. We played first, which was slightly, oh, slightly, like first very first on too. Sunday, yeah. on the second day. We, th- we thought it was a bit unusual, just, you know, for whatever this reason <laughs> and that, you know, but, we played first we fucking destroyed the place you know we and we were doing all kinds of stuff that weekend we did a collaborative beer with a droid theory okay. from Virginia so we were dealing with that at the festival and we were you know playing and our set was awesome you know we had done the, the flexi one of the flexis for decimal yeah, magazine that. just a few months prior to that in January uh, so we made sure to play that. But the fest itself yeah. is always great. We had gone just as, you know, oh, you fans from. were from yeah, the yeah, area. So, yeah. So yeah. We, we know a lot of the people who work for Decibel, you know, right just on. from going to shows and stuff like that. But when they asked us to play, you know, they were really generous to us in the mag and everything yeah. with reviews and stuff, you know, and they're yeah, really they nice guys, people, like, a, like a 9, nine right? yeah, yeah they that. gave us the lead review for the, for that month's issue with the cartoon and all that shit, right, which is yeah, really awesome. At- I was praying when, when the album got reviewed in there that we'd get at least a 7, <laughs> you know, I was like, I would have been like ecstatic with a 7. Yeah and they gave us a nine and And i was just like yeah Yeah. and the lead it was so crazy so just because you know when you grow up in that area where decibel is from and you i've I've been going to the decibel tours and the decibel anniversary shows in philly for years and years and years at least close to 10 years at this point you know and to be a huge part of that was really cool for us so
2: yeah it's nice that's cool i've never made it down yet this was one year where i was going to try to and every it's, year it just, just gets behind me but those cool I mean like I love how they do the like they had a playing the yeah, full set yeah. or uh, what Hensley played their full yeah. album I mean I and love that and the fest kind of stuff.
4: is the fest is still young you know yeah. this is only its third year yeah. I've gone at all three years now yeah. and when I talked to Albert, you know who is the owner yeah. of Despicable, he said basically about referring to those special sets that they always get the bands to do. Yeah. You know, Triptychon doing a Celtic Frost yeah. set and stuff like that. Enslaved, Obituary doing, you know, their full album. It's he said that that's always a you know, he always tries to, he works with these bands a lot through the magazine, so he develops relationships with them, and then he can kind of turn to them and say, listen, would you be interested in maybe doing this yeah, for a fest? It's, it's, you know, it's something that you're not going to do all the time. This might be a good opportunity to do it, you know, to do something a little different. And it's worked every year for him, you know, he does yeah. cool stuff like that all the time, you know, across his tours, you know, the Decibel Tour was one of the biggest tours of this whole year. The... Blood Incantation, Morbid Tour. Didn't come is, here, but... It insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Yeah. We actually were away doing some shows when it came to Philly. Okay. So, we went to catch it in in Boston or in Worcester. Okay. And we played a show, we played a matinee show in Worcester on the same day before the Decibel Tour started. So, they booked us out there. We played this monstrous sold-out show at Ralph's in Worcester. And then we... Ran over to the <laughs> Decibel show at the Palladium yeah. so we had a long fucking day of doing, you know, that nice 24 hours of death metal. Yeah, but that's you awesome. know, that's the kind of shit you got to do, man. Yeah.
2: What about what's your guys' local scene like?
4: Amazing. Okay. You know, Philly. We we live like out a little bit outside the city of Philadelphia, which obviously is like huge area for any style of music. Yeah, you know, you could see any band of any genre. Basically, we'll come to Philly eventually.
0: Yeah,
4: excuse me. And um, you know, we Philly and the metal scene has been thriving over the last few years. You know, we have we have a lot of big bands. One of my favorites, Pissgrave, oh, are from, they from Philly. From Philly okay, yeah. you know, who are really just incredible yeah. band and it's nice you know in philly you know it's been ramping up over the last few years it wasn't always like that though when we started this band in philly the big thing was hardcore and hardcore yeah, bands I mean, and hardcore music hardcore fast, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. still it still is that way but yeah. back four years ago when we started you had if you wanted to play shows in the city Even if you were a death metal band, you played hardcore shows because those were the only shows that existed. (laughs) And I think that actually ended up in the long run really working in our favor because we ended up playing in front of a lot of different types of people. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. You know, we got in front of all different kinds of people playing mixed bills, people who liked metal and people who liked hardcore. And now, you know, we could play a a show with hardcore bands and they'd still eat us up, you know.
2: It seems, that's what I'm saying, because there's a lot of bands right now that seem like are kind of doing that mixing. I mean, Gay Creeper, I mean, they have tinges of hardcore yeah. in there or um they just it's, what's the band you guys did the split with uh Scorched four way split not Scorched Homewrecker um, Homewrecker yeah. I mean they've got that straight yeah. mix between the two and mm-hmm. it seems like some of them hardcore and they were always kinda... more of a hardcore
4: band in the beginning too yes. and they kind of transitioned right, you know right, right. it's just it's one of those things where you kind of just play what you want and yeah. you see what happens right but it's you know I, I like that death metal bands can appeal to another Hell type yeah. of kid yeah. because it helps the band you know instead of just you know, there are some bands that don't want to be associated with anything other than death metal. Right. And you know, most people can look at a band and say, this is a death metal band. You know, they could do that for us, they could do that for Gate Creeper, but yeah. they appeal to a wider audience than that. You know, right. they play heavy music, you have good riffs, hardcore kids like heavy music, yeah. you know, which is why they eat up a lot of stuff that we play. Yeah, got the Gay Creeper, full, bands like Fool of Hell, yeah. you know. Fool of Hell is not, in my opinion, not a hardcore band. But nah. some people would say they are, yeah. You know, based on some of the earlier stuff. Yeah, the early they've transitioned into something much, much more than that. Yeah. You know, and the labels are irrelevant in general, but, you know, people like to talk about it. So, you know, it's bands like that that they kind of break the mold. Right. You know, and that's good. I wish more bands would do that. When bands pigeonhole themselves, it
2: only hurts them. I agree, man. What did you guys, well, especially you, I guess, since we're talking, but you guys... First off, when did you guys all come together and meet, and what were you guys listening to at that time? Like, was it all this? You guys were all into the death metal stuff? Yeah,
4: yeah. Th- this, that would have been about twenty twelve. Okay, that we first started jamming this stuff. Our guitar player John was in another full time band, uh, Rivers of Nile.
2: I didn't really. Yeah, okay, I, I didn't know that. He
4: John started Rivers of Nile with no a couple shit. with a couple of the OG members. This was where we live. All the guys and those guys are still all from where we live and very good friends. Okay, and. He was f- touring full time with Rivers. I was actually out doing Road dog stuff with them too at the time. We decided John had some riffs from Rivers that were not really right for that band, yeah. so we took those and we started working on them separately with this That's band. Cool. So w- at that point, we you know we didn't have a lot of time to do this band to do Outer Heaven. Mm-hmm. So we were just playing shows without it for about two the first two years that this band existed. We were playing shows like when we were home from a Rivers tour and stuff like that. And so for the first two years, we weren't really doing a lot. Then Joined John left Rivers um, about 2013 maybe it was. Yeah. That was when we put our demo out. And we the other guys in the band at the time, which is, which is our original drummer, and then our original bass player who's no longer in the band, uh, those were just friends, you know, because where we live in the actual town where we live it's hard to find people who one play well and two are really into the style Uh so you know we started off a little bit doomier because that's just like what we were kind of listening to at the time some slower stuff and heavier stuff and then as we started writing more and we went to the EP and that was like doomy but we had like a lot of some faster stuff and then as we started writing for that this four way split that was when we kind of got to where we are. The sound, you yeah. know, that was like straight death metal like Morbid Angel, yeah. worshiping stuff like we do now. Mm-hmm. And then we really progressed off of that into the album. You okay. know. And so that's kinda where we are now. It took a few years, but you know, people say like, Oh, you've been a band for five, six years. Yeah, but we haven't really been doing it seriously until until it was about the last like three or four. Okay. Which, you know, most bands don't progress to this level in three or four I was years. Say, man,
2: you're on relapse to so, put out this you know, album in yeah. three years like,
4: that's, Yeah, and you that's relapse. Cool. Relapse had always kind of approached us uh, in shadows for over a number of years. Okay. Their guys that work in their office would come out to our shows and they would just say like, "What are you guys up to? Yeah. What do you got going on? What that's are your cool. plans?" But never really anything serious until eventually we got to a point where we were actually going to put out realms on Blood Harvest.
2: Right, which is a sick um, label, which
4: is a great <laughs> label, and they wanted, to, they offered to do the record for us, and we said. And relapse was kind of courting us as well, yeah. and I we emailed them. We said, "Hey, by the end of this week, we're gonna sign this blood harvest paperwork. If you guys are interested, let us know. If you're not interested, let us know. You yeah. know, no hard feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just gonna go. If we just wanted a real answer, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of just said that, and then they came back to us with an email saying, "Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went into the office a couple of days later. They gave us the kind of rundown, just meeting everybody, whatever. And now here we are, you know?
2: Seems like they're on it though, because I mean, Full of Hell was maybe the same year as you guys, or soon uh, at least. Yeah, they were later. Their
4: announcement came right at the beginning of last year. Okay. Now, our record came out. That's our our announcement for the signing was last February right. of 2018. Theirs might have been February of this year. Okay. And then they had a record out by May. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Genocide Pact. You know, it just seems like they're getting on like the younger. They came stuff, in.
4: They got. Cool. They got smart and they swooped up a lot of bands that were on the up and up. Right. That didn't have like bigger labels supporting them. Yeah. And you know, but Fool of Hell was obviously doing amazing. But yeah. my opinion on Fool of Hell was always that, and Full of Hell. I'll preface this by saying that we have known those guys for a long, long time before before Full of Hell even was a band we've known those guys and I always said about them that they were on Profound Lore and they kind of progressed to the highest point that they could get at on Profound Lore and they needed something bigger not to say anything bad about Profound Lore they're a great label but Full of Hell hit a point where they were getting so Massive That they had To go to Somewhere bigger mm-hmm. And then When Dylan told us About relapse And everything We were like I was ecstatic Because yeah. I knew That they were Going to blow up On a bigger label With more resources And everything You know To help them out Right Which is great for them Yeah
2: you got to Make the jump At some point I know like Horrendous They did it From dark descent yeah, To yeah. season of mist mm-hmm. Or you know Whatever but
4: Same thing with Those guys man yeah. We know those guys Well you know but They're they're from the Philly and yeah. like, like Virginia area They're kind of Split up
2: Right, right. But
4: um, those are great guys too. They actually were almost going to be on this tour before Alter, uh, but they couldn't do it. They did get offered, but they couldn't do it. Yeah, um, I haven't seen them live yet. So they're great. We played. We played quite a few shows with them as well. Damien, uh, Damian, their guitar player. He worked. He actually did the mastering on uh, oh, the yeah, Into Hel- he Into Into Hellfire single. Okay. Uh, he did the mastering on that for us, and uh, he did a good job. But they're all those guys are great, man. You know. And there's so many bands around now that are so amazing and it's just like it's overwhelming
2: because, what do you do when you're looking for music is it like Bandcamp, or you got you just yeah, seeing people uh, live you know
4: seeing songs? bands live word of mouth or, you know online has obviously become a great tool Yeah, you know it's uh, with the internet now it's so easy to find things That, and I think the internet is another reason why it feels like there's so many bands because you know if this was 1987 you know yeah. before pre-internet you wouldn't be able to find Behind band so easily, and, you know, not everybody would know about fucking all out in California when you lived on the no. East Coast, just like people in California wouldn't know about Full of Hell or whatever, unless you toured a lot, and even then, it was like, the people had to come out to the show to find out about you, and it's yeah. like, word of mouth was a huge thing, but, you know, nowadays... It, it gives a lot of good bands their due, but it also gives some some not so good bands I know, more yeah. than they deserve, you know. And it kind of muddies the water in the scene yeah. a little, you know. Not to talk shit on any one particular <laughs> band because I, I don't I don't operate that way. But there, you know, there are some things out sure. there that that I think people like just because they think it's cool to well, like it. So 100%. you know, and it's not necessarily that the music is especially good. You know, I don't think we're the best band in the world or anything either, but it's, you know, I appreciate the people that do like us. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and we really put all of our effort into our shit, just like I'm sure all those bands do as well.
2: Yeah. I was talking to uh, Two Mold, what's his name, Derek, Derek, about that a little bit, like, with the how much there is right now. Yeah. And how, like, some people, it's like a thing where you want to know every band that's coming out. Uh-huh. And sometimes I'm like, and we do the that's podcast, so you try to keep up, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like, man... Maybe I want to listen out or have them for a couple weeks at <laughs> yeah, a time before, because yeah. people like listen to an album three times, mm-hmm. like all right, this is the best of the move year. Move on to the next. Move thing. On to the next yeah, thing. Like, yeah. do you do that or do you try people and, like hold on to something?
4: They don't absorb a lot of albums, you know, yeah. or go back to them. They take them in for That's a while. Yeah, because because it goes back to my original point was that there's so much to take in. Yeah. you know, you, you dig an album, you listen to it for a while, you move on to what's new that next week, and then you you go back to that first album after a while when you remember it. Right. You know, and. I, and I've been guilty of that as well, you know, flavor of the week stuff. For but sure. it's like, the albums that always stick with me, I always go back to. Like just on this, on this run, I went back to the the one Asaph record yeah. that they did like a couple years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. two years ago maybe it was, and I was like, dude, when this came That's out, I, I listened to it so much and then cause there was just like the riffs were just like stupid good it was heavy it was I that production song. was good it's the second track on the record the,
2: that,
4: the one that's really or- yeah it has a I think dude it's a crazy good song we were literally just listening to it earlier inside and <laughs> yeah, I was so like catchy. and then I went back to it after a while and like I, I owned the the record and everything but you know I also own so many goddamn records that yeah. I flip through every once in a while just to see if I forgot about anything. Right, you know, right. I'll throw something I haven't listened to in a while. But you know, that happens a lot to a lot of people because of the overabundance of music. You yeah. know, it's just like if you want to keep up and be supportive of all, a lot of new bands, that's kind of just what happens. Right. You know, and it's like you know, and like we, those two mold guys. You know, I'm sure they definitely agree. You know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see them tomorrow. I believe okay. if you know, they'll be in Toronto at yeah. the show. Those guys are great too. We've uh, we've tried working out some, doing some shows with them. Right. Uh, that we've kind of been going back and forth with them a yeah, little bit. Yeah. You know, just whatever. We just there's a lot of bands that I think we all kind of fit into the same mold. Yeah. And no pun intended. Uh, that we all could tour together. You know, for a lo- for the longest time, we tried to get a tour together of all the bands that were on that four-way split. Yeah. That around cool. the time that it came out, but nowadays it's like everybody's so on a whole nother level from when that came out that. It's hard. It's hard. It is totally
2: hard. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys, so you guys put the album out last year. When do you guys think you'll be writing again, doing that sort of thing? Um, We started writing
4: for another, what I guess will be another record. Yeah. You know, plans change, but we started, we've got about two new songs in the bag right now. Um... That are mostly done okay Uh, but you know with all the shows and tours we've been doing since the record dropped it's hard to write you know because we're always whenever we get together we're always practicing for the next show practicing the set and so we we sometimes some weeks decide if we have the energy to get together on a separate day from practice day Uh just for writing right or our guys will write at home and they'll send riffs to our chat and stuff you know, we have this huge plethora of riffs. Okay. It's just riffs that everyone <laughs> records. It's yeah. not a full song. It's not a full whatever. It's just riffs. Then when it's time to write and Put we together. get together, you have all these riffs okay. to work on. Let's re- let's that's try cool. this riff and let's see what we can do with this riff or this riff. Kind of a riff salad thing. it's yeah, you know? cool to have something. We get in, a, ba- a basis down for a song and yeah. then we kind of hammer right. it out right. that's kind of the way we've always done stuff do you
2: guys have an idea like we want it to sound like this for it or is it literally just I like this riff and I we'll see what mostly, happens I think it's
4: mostly I think it's mostly an influence of like what my guys are listening okay. to at yeah, the time yeah, yeah. they're like dude I want to write a song that sounds like this uh-huh. so they like try to do that like right, right. the big thing with the two songs we just wrote were like they were listening to a lot of like mid-era Cannibal Corpse uh-huh. stuff and so they really wanted to write like 90s Cannibal yeah. okay. stuff right. which we had like a little bit of on Realms but they like dude we want to keep going okay. going on this vibe so They they dug in on that So these two songs You know What we have of them so far Are like Very 90's Cannibal That's cool Which is cool You know We always drew from the same kind of stuff Morbid was one of our big ones You know Core Guts was one of our big ones For our more like Atmospheric Uh stuff And then Cannibal Was always one of our big ones too You know Which a lot of people Aren't really Drawing off of A lot of people seem to be Drawing influence Off of early Morbid stuff Yep You know altars and covenant and shit like that. We always were pulling from gateways or formula, influence, Tucker Air stuff you know and that was a little different than I think what a lot of people were doing same thing with Cannibal people always wanted super old first and second uh-huh. album Cannibal influence not stuff. The mid. <laughs> yeah but nobody wanted to that's fuck cool. with the mid era oh, yeah. stuff yeah. which is you know that's what we really liked we just enjoy I don't want to call it technical but it's more technical it yeah. than yeah. the earlier stuff yep. you know it's not tech death or anything but right. it, it, it's a little more interesting yeah. you know and that's what we always tried to
2: fuck with yeah. which was nice cool man we'll be, we'll be waiting for it Two boys what are you listening to um Why don't you start us off
0: i mean do i want well hold on i gotta ask you a question off fucking off cast first we're
2: live bro we're live Dude,
0: we're like did i put did i bring night rage <laughs> on here have i talked about the new night rage album
2: no no <coughs> they got a new one
1: <laughs> fuck yeah let's get into this yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, look, listen i'm just excited <laughs>
0: all right so go ahead and let's uh let's just start with the track nice. (laughs) All right, boys. So that was by Darkness Drawn. I'm sorry. That was Night Rage, and the song was by Darkness Drawn, and that was off Wolf to Man, and that came out a while ago. It was like March 29th or some shit, and I listened to it, sat on it, forgot about it, Um, and then listened to it again when I got back in the melodic mood. So uh
2: oh Fucking two of you in the melodic mood? (laughs) Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Shut up, man. Jump on the
0: bandwagon and just... Yeah, bring your Korean hat and just get in the fucking wagon and have fun with us. So, it's um, Dude, some great, it's the best.
1: Yeah, it is really
0: the best. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if for anybody who doesn't know Night Rage, they're like some fucking Greek, Swedish uh, motherfuckers who make beautiful music. They've had some greats in their band before, but now they're just a bunch of Greeks um. yeah, <laughs> yeah thomas
2: was in it right Thomas yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, talked yeah. about it when yeah yes we when did, we did yeah, was,
0: yep he was briefly in them but yeah they're for the most part a bunch of greeks and they live in sweden now so and they make swedish death metal
2: so they're really good yeah you haven't listened
1: to this Stan? i have not actually no yeah
0: so i played for you a song that they actually have a music video for it's a beautiful video. It's kind of like a live video of them. It's so it's live in the sense that like it's showing like their like concert, like the doors opening and all that bullshit. So it's kind of cool, but you still get the music video in the background. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a great listen. I mean, I don't know if it's as powerful as the last one, but I, was I mean, ask. it's de- but it's dude. There's that's the thing though, man. Is I guess. When I, I was expecting too much the first couple times I listened to it, and that's why I was like, oh, it's not as good. But I think I was just in that, like, shitty negative mindset. So <laughs> I had to put it down for a little bit, and then I picked it back up again. I'm like, dude, this is a fucking great album. so
1: Yeah, I think I read, like, maybe it's a little bit lighter, not as aggressive, but still I, I good, strong, like, songwriting.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, you got it right there. I mean, honestly, like, that's a good taste of the album. I mean, it's you're exactly right. It's a little bit lighter, but it still has, you know... That beautiful melody that like would grab mm-hmm. me and you, so it might smack Jason and he might not like it that much, but me <laughs> and you are you know we grab it just it's you're gonna find a handful of good songs to listen to on this album if you're into some sort of melodic death metal, so mm-hmm. I mean I honestly I thought it was a great album, though I think hey, you might I'm into like the it melodic. As well.
2: I'm just trying to fucking balance this out here. we don't want to get too late <laughs> Dude,
0: hey we can we all we you know. It's okay, we'll tip the scale one way this week, and then we'll tip it one way the other week. I mean, we had weeks and weeks and weeks of you guys in the fucking mud, rolling around in the sludge and that's shit. True. I mean, that's true. Stan was eating with the pigs and shit. I
1: had, I've had no melody in my life for like two years. So. Yeah. I
0: was the only one with some sort of continuity. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Well, there might be something coming from me that's pretty in line with that, but well maybe we should heavy it up first
0: yeah let's heavy it up first so what does somebody else have for us because i definitely do not have another heavy pick so it only gets lighter from here boys (laughs) it's
2: all you jay (laughs) all right clip one
0: So, so what was that gem? That the tone was beautiful.
1: Stan, any ideas? I, uh, I feel like I'm gonna know this once you say the name, but I, I can't. I don't have no guesses. Dude,
0: that guitar tone. Uh, that who singer sounds so familiar.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the singer's. What would give it away? Um, but the I'll just say guitar
0: tone. Knew, dude, who was it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's Memorium. Okay. Uh, it's got Carl Willits from Bolt Thrower. That's the vocalist. Oh, okay. Right? And uh, it's got, I'm, I don't know remember exactly who's in it, but I know there's like at least one of the guitarists is from Benediction. The drummer was in Bolt Thrower at some point, but I don't think he was like the longstanding one. He might be maybe like the first one or something like that. But yeah, they've got three albums out. But um, the other two were, the first one's okay. Sounded a lot like Bolt Thrower, but not as good. Second one, not so good. Didn't really like it. A couple of good tracks. But this one, it's called Requiem for Mankind. That track was The Veteran, and it's just fucking heavy. And like Shawty said, the guitar tone, the production on it's just it it's so it's just so good, man. Like if you like Bolt Thrower, you know, you gotta give it a listen. It's not Bolt Thrower, but it's so it's it's good. Like it's just it's that similar kind of like simple, heavy fucking tank driving fucking metal yeah few tracks there's some surprises in there like that are a little different for them like a little bit maybe more i don't know like little bits of melody but kind of in that bolt thrower way like definitely nothing like there's no melodic death metal here but yeah a you know, little bit of melody here and there it had like um, a
1: almost like a hardcore feel to it too yeah you know, maybe that's like what i was gonna say like a sludgier, like
2: yeah i don't know it's, it's weird but that is, yeah it's cool that's what I, I... I wasn't even really... Well, I was going to check it out just because I always... I'm always hoping there's gonna, they're going to put out just something that's super good. And I, I was putting it off. And then Chris on the Backstage Lounge on Facebook, he uh, on the Patreon Lounge, he put a clip of a different song. And he said the same thing you said, Stan. He's like, yeah, this is like a way more hardcore sounding memorial. Like, mm-hmm. some of those riffs could be from Hayberry. And I was like, yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. There's a good mix of that. I'm going to definitely First check track, this out pretty much like both there a second track boom hardcore riffs and shit I mean yeah you gotta be into that simple slow just in the mood for that you know see I kind you of know shit. I
1: think now actually now I'm thinking about it. I think I like read about this or like kinda heard whiff of this and it, I'm glad you guys bring this shit up cause this, this is one of those classic ones I put on the black burner like oh I'm gonna get to this for sure just cause it was <laughs> in it and then it just never happens
2: yeah if you do it I would I would start with this album okay definitely the best one yet it just, fuck, and then Carl Will, too, just sounds so fucking good. I mean, that song there, it's called The Veteran, and it's just, the lyrics are, just hits you right in the face about, like, a veteran that's just, you know, fucking struggling. It's just, it's heavy hitting all around, but what about you? Me?
1: Oh, God. I've been all over the place. Not all over the place, but, like, fuck, I've been listening to so much shit, but uh, I got a finished melodic death metal band Ooh. wow
2: like a surprise <laughs> <laughs> dude this is like
1: this is i know i, I didn't want to bring another one but this is like a hidden gem like this this album okay. so like this is i'm gonna explain it first before we you listen tease. to it okay so it's like take take bill steer and jeff walker from carcass Ah, uh, they join dark tranquility but they somehow grew up in Finland and, and recorded an album. This is what this is. <laughs> wow. Oh, big but, words. And they're yeah, Christian. Big,
0: big words. And they're... Wait, wait, wait.
1: Which, that you know, that doesn't mean anything to me, but it's just interesting. You know, they're a Christian metal band, yes. They
0: can't... Well, okay. I, yeah. There's War of Ages. We can keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I know. It's weird, but... Yeah, so just let's, let's play it.
2: Okay. Wait. When did this come out? This is, is this an old one? Uh, 2000,
1: gem. I believe. Yeah, so 2000, older. 2000, bro?
2: 2000.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: It's okay. It's okay.
1: Well, it's only like <laughs> five right. years after Melodic Death Metal started. It's not like it's that <laughs> new. Okay. True. Yeah, I know,
0: but it's, like, it's 19 years ago, though, dog.
1: Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> a long time ago.
0: <laughs> All righty. All right. I'm All putting right. it on now.
1: Wow in a good way? (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: wow in a good way, Stan. Who is that? Okay, so this is...
1: It's called Immortal Souls. Immortal Souls. The album's Under the Northern Sky. Really fucking hard to find. I've been trying to find the CD for... Oh,
2: man. Was that like a demo? Like, the quality was a little on the rough side, No, it's
1: it's their,
0: like, debut album. Um, Okay. Dude, it's
1: 2000,
0: bro. That's fucking crystal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's crystal clear. No, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like... It was one of those ones I've been just I've been going through every Finnish band, and you know there's a lot of good shit there, but it all runs together like you know yeah. it all sounds the same. But this one I was just like, holy shit, this is like this is fucking special. They have five, they have like four more albums, they're all like okay, you know, but this one's just like what the fuck,
2: dude. I heard exactly <laughs> what you meant with like fucking Jeff Walker mm-hmm. and like a har- carcass car- shit. But then like yeah, it doesn't. I wouldn't have guessed Finnish. I get, you exactly
1: know? it's more i would say more on the swedish side of things it's heavy yeah. heavy like uh the gallery like influenced for sure yeah
0: i heard it for sure dude mm. i heard the game maybe that's why sure. i
1: like fell in love with it but yeah
2: dark tranquility for but those you,
1: i mean it's one know. of those when you have some time listening the whole album the riffs i mean it's just for melodic death metal it doesn't get better than this Dude, I
2: love hidden gems. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was like, oh my God. I was like
1: Oh my God, this is awesome. Just downloading now.
2: <laughs> no, you gotta yeah, you find a hidden gem, you bring that in. I don't care how old it oh, is. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, good good work, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Um oh Shadi, yeah, what else do you have?
0: All right. Um so I don't know if Stan's going to like this. I don't know if Jason's going to like this. I don't know if any of the listeners will like this, but um this is a <laughs> weird <like> album. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I like it, but it's kind of weird. I came across it. It's like, dude, so it's progressive jazz fusion metal. It's like weird as fuck. It's like real jazz fusion, though. But there's also like metal influences in it as well. So it's all clean singings. Um, if you close your eyes, you'll think that Claudio Sanchez is fronting the band, but it's definitely not him. Um, but yeah, just listen, just go ahead and listen to the clip and then we can talk about it. So it's beautiful. But at the same time, I don't know that anybody's going to like it, but me. (laughs) Yeah, so <laughs> I, so what did you guys think?
2: Okay, wait. So I was headbanging. Was I
1: mean,
0: <laughs> so that, and that's why it was weird though, because it, it's not hard, but I was into it. And I guess let me clear it up for you. So that's part. That's a little snippet of an eight-minute song. The album is Terraformer, and the band is Thank You Scientist. Okay. And it's yeah, it's one of thirteen, and I mean, you got some ten minutes, some nine minutes. It's a long fucking affair but they're yeah it's a lot of back and forth with some of the heavier shit with some of the you know I mean, yeah, do you, the saxophone
2: got, shit. Is that like all the time, or yeah, is that just a no? Part that's of like it?
0: no. That's like literally part of it. So that's why huh. I say like it's weird because it's like real jazz fusion with like metal influences in it. So I guess let me throw out some of the instruments that they're playing. We got two, four, six, seven members, and we got one guy who plays trumpet, one guy who plays saxophone. We have a drummer. We have a bassist who also plays a Thurman. We have an electric violin. We have one guy who plays electric guitar, a fretless guitar uh shamanson i don't know what the fuck that is a sitar he also does vocals and plays the synth and then we have one dude who just plays vocals so (laughs) yeah like they actually have a legit trumpet and saxophonist
2: like a metal ska band (laughs)
0: yeah it's yeah it's like it's you're exactly right it's like a metal (laughs) ska band that like has a bunch of progressive elements in it as well so i hate
2: it but i don't know I can do the vocals.
0: I mean, that's the thing is, that's why I wanted to bring it in here, because the vocals were one of the hardest things, I guess, that I was having, you know, I guess, Mm -hmm. a time grasping or being like, but dude, I got through the whole fucking album, and it was everything else that kept me there, and I mean, I guess when you mix it in, yeah, I mean, it is a little abrasive. He's high. I mean, he Mm -hmm. has a beautiful voice, and I mean, it's not- But you're right, it's like Claudio.
1: Like so it's not far away from him, so it doesn't bother me. You know, I can do Kohe though, but something
2: about this was You have that I couldn't do it. You have to listen to
0: it in its entirety though, because dude, like I said, Mm. like he plays with the range in his voice a little bit and I mean obviously I mean, I give you a minute and a half of a eight minute long song and the whole album's over an hour, so I mean, mm-hmm. it, I, I had a very, very, very hard time deciding which part of which song I was going to play. So, yeah, I'll give it
2: a, I'll give it a listen. Yeah. I don't know. I just doesn't. I don't know if it's gonna be my thing. But I mean, I'll, I, like I'll I'll give I said, I
0: was in that like melodic mood, and I don't know the the name caught me by you know caught my fancy and then I really liked the album artwork because it was a little bit retarded so I was like oh fuck it why not I'll look at that it just looked like somebody just slapped a bunch looks of shit on like a on. 70s
2: album yeah
0: exactly or that's why I was like it, it looks fucking cool so and then I started yeah. listening to it and then the first song his voice was like oh fuck this shit but all of the rest of the shit that was going on in the background with the saxes and with the drums okay. and how tight everything was just kept me listening. And then honestly, dude, I was about to turn it off. And then the next thing I knew, the album was over. Like, I was fucking around the house, cleaning shit, doing stuff. And then I was like, oh, it's playing the first song again. I was going to turn this off. It must have been good. So, yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, I liked it. I haven't listened to the, any of their other shit, um, but... This album musically is beautiful. I don't like. I said it might not be for every metalhead. It might not be for all of our listeners, but if anybody was like a band geek or if anybody can appreciate ska, then you'll definitely fucking like this album. All right, cool. Yeah, I told you it was getting lighter.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, fair
1: enough. It was cool enough to. I'll let it slide. (laughs) That's that's true. Thank
0: you. That's. I felt like it was
2: too fucked up to not bring to. Hey, the A Little diversity. Yeah, there we go. All right, this one I'm bringing in pretty much for Stan. I w- I'm
1: excited about this.
0: Hey, well, fuck you, Jason.
2: <laughs> Actually, oh, Jason's I was a, a
1: fucking I think, turd for people that don't know. <laughs> like, he just won't show us shit until the cast.
3: <laughs> yeah, he'll text us.
0: He's like, dude, I got something that yeah. you would love. All right, well, what is it? You'll, wait. You'll find out in the cast. Dude, we haven't even scheduled the fucking next cast yet. Just let me listen to it now.
2: But no, he holds out. He's like a Good prude. Thing- Good things come to those who wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know this one. I, I can't. There's no way Stan won't like it, Shawty. I think you'll like it too. I mean, I like it a lot. It's just like like I was saying, melodic death isn't like what I've been playing as much. But this one caught my attention, and this is new. Let's do this. Yep, this is new this year. It's it's a couple months old or something, you know. But um, let's listen to it and Stan. You got a challenge. Okay again actually <laughs> so see if you can pick out the vocalist okay it's kind of a mystery one i don't actually have the correct answer but it's a pretty like <laughs> i don't have the correct <laughs> answer <laughs> <laughs> what, not no you'll me. see sure not led with that, dude. What's wrong with no you? it's it's pretty much people like know what it is but it's not i can't be like yes but it you'll see let's just fucking play it
0: Stan, you're going to like this. I texted him and I was like, dude, tell him you don't like it. And then, like, 10 seconds into the song, I was like, never mind. It's too it's good.
3: Because <laughs> there was no way that we could lie bitch. about it. Like,
0: who the fuck is that? Divulge, Stan. Okay, so,
1: okay, I'm uh, the vocalist didn't hit me. I mean, I couldn't. I've known a guess, but yeah, I fucking loved it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nothing reminded you of another band.
1: It's not coming to me like right off the top of my head, no.
2: Okay. So this band is called Beelzebubs. <laughs> okay, you got to spell this. <laughs> uh, like, like, Beelzebub, yeah. like the devil. Yeah. But with an S. Like B E L Z E B U B S. They, uh, I'm surprised you guys haven't seen the name around because they kind of, they're probably, a lot of people probably have seen it floating around online because I guess. They're like a band kind of like you know Metalocalypse like uh Oh it's th- Yeah they come from like a comic book? Okay. So there's YouTube videos that are like kind of funny with this band that's from a comic strip or whatever and it's like a black metal band that like you know they always wear their corpse paint and it's it's like funny which I don't really know much about. All I know is I I like li- I watched one video I was like oh this is kind of funny or whatever and I was like really like taken aback oh. by like the fucking music because mm-hmm. I, I was expecting like I've a joke i've seen
0: this before yeah, yeah you probably have like
2: yeah. yeah it's been floating around for a bit it, a little bit but i was expecting it to be like kind of funny lyrics and shit no dude it's a legit band and they're a mystery because they're supposed to be like you know, know a right. fake band or whatever yeah yeah but the word is and and it's funny because i thought the same thing i, I the, the i'm thing reading I thought it at first right now was, who they think it yes, is yes Insomnium. Yeah. See. Okay. It didn't jump out at me though. If you listened to the whole uh, album, I bet you Pantheon, would have been yeah. like, it "Sounds like that." Nightside
0: Gods. Is this but the album you're talking of... about?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Pantheon of Nightside uh... Gods. Yeah. That song was Cathedrals of Morning, the first track on it, which is probably my favorite on it. But Dude,
0: I'm gonna be so pissed if I've downloaded this album and it's just sitting there and I haven't listened to it yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, like that's why I brought in Stan because you've been talking about Insomnium a lot. Yeah, nice. I've been no, listening okay. to
1: him a lot, and you know, it I'm didn't. Good. Then now I'm kind of th- now I'm looking back at it,
2: and I it's see like it. It's like a more over-the-top, aggressive ins- insomnium. Like yeah, yeah. Th- you know They add in those orchestral... Oh, this like, is like blackened um, and shit. Like,
0: mixed and mastered by Dan Suano. Yeah,
2: that's what
1: I was getting to.
0: <laughs> sorry, Jason. So sorry. no one knows
1: who the musicians are.
0: But this asshole fucking... Well, <laughs> like, come on. Like... <laughs>
2: Yeah, I saw, I, I listened to it and then I listened to him reading and then I was like, oh, Mix and Master by Dan Swan. I was like, this is for Stan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not only for Stan, it's for. It's for everybody. Well, I was going to say it's for fucking.
1: Shoddy as well.
0: No, what am I. I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <trying to> say. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> that it wasn't only for. that. I don't know, dude. So, I
1: don't know. so is it, it confirmed that he's a singer?
2: <clears throat> no, Nick, it's not confirmed, but. Metal. Listen to the album, dude. It, it's him. It, it's for sure him, and it, it's for sure someone doing some of the writing has got to be in Insomnium as well. Like, it has to be. I know they have, like, guest musicians. Somebody was saying something about, like, some f- female that's in Cradle of Filth does maybe the, maybe it's the keys, and I'm trying to think if there's some clean singing. I don't even know if there is, but, so there's there's maybe someone from Belphegor I heard, too. Like, there, I think there might be, you know, session people that came in and did it. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know, but, yeah, dude. Blackened, insomnia, melodic, death, slash a little black. It's That's, really good. Yeah. Really good. And I'm usually kind of like, I don't know, like, what? A joke band? But no, dude, it's, don't even, just take it for the fucking album. Yeah. I'm
0: trying to think, where is, where's is that cartoon played at? Where would I have seen it at?
2: Well, the, the, the YouTube videos, like, they're in it
0: okay but is that where I would have seen it probably on a youtube probably
2: okay. there's comics but I've never yeah I've never seen the seen I've them. seen someone posted something about the video
1: and I seen the corpse fate and I was like oh it's probably like a black metal <laughs> deathlock you know so yeah, I was I like someone, I, well, I'll check it out when, when I get to it like I didn't know it was this
2: yeah I think I was the same with someone I think posted in the patreon group or something too and yeah maybe that was I it. think I did the same thing I was like oh I'll check it out but you know joke band or whatever i you know I just I just, I didn't yeah, I it just thought it was
1: black metal. I was like, a million <laughs> people do black metal behind the scenes. Like, <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah, not that black metal. Not just a
0: that way, though. That's fucked up.
2: Yeah, so check it out. You guys will probably love it. Yeah, it's, it's a good full listen.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it, so I can't wait.
2: All right. I think that's it for, yeah, that's all I have. Oh,
1: do you want to get my, uh, my request out of the way right now? I guess it's that's a good what time. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So someone, I I don't remember who it was or where it was, but after the last album, when Stan, you were talking about Nocturnus yep. AD, somebody was like, I think they asked, okay, but you know, have you guys listened to the new Possessed? That'd be cool, like compare the two. Which one is the better, like comeback mm-hmm. to old school death metal bands coming back in the same year? Yeah. So I posed it to Stan.
1: Uh, this is it- a hard question because it's it's not. A, there's no easy answer to this one. <laughs>
2: do you like a certain band more
1: uh yeah I like Nocturnus better just cause it's more don't get me wrong I love seven churches possess you know that's just but there's a reason I like it it's not like and like uh... I'm gonna say I like the Nocturnus new album better just cause I like that band better and it's more down my what I listen Mm -hmm. to nowadays I did listen to Possessed and I will say it's a fucking good. That album <laughs> yeah. is seriously so good. But <laughs> the singing just gets to me and I don't know. It's not pos- Seven Churches was something back in the day. It still is oh, yeah. something, you know. This is just another good death thrash album, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I listened to it too just to see like I know no one asked my opinion, but I'm going to give it anyway. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> I thought the opposite. I was like, I kind of like, not, the Nocturnus one maybe kept my attention for the full listen a little bit more, Just I liked some of the like, stuff he was doing with the guitars and shit, yeah. but his vocals were, to me, were a little like the same, like he kept doing the same patterns and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's fine, I'm not complaining, but like, when I'm just, when I'm comparing it, and Possessed, I thought fucking, what's his name, um, uh, Jeff. Jeff Be- Becerra or whatever. I thought that was one of the strong parts of it. Like I actually thought he his vocal sounded fucking awesome. Oh, see, his. I thought the riffs in that were just they were good. Oh yeah. Well, no, same thing. I mean, but I also like yeah, yeah, the riffs I thought were awesome too. I just thought it it was a little long. Mm-hmm. Like by the end of the album I was like, I okay, did get bored, they could yeah. cut out a couple of songs on there, but fucking no more room in hell, demon, Demi- like those there's some fucking catchy Riffy songs on there. So for me, I guess it was a little more fun overall. Yeah. So I, I think I would disagree. I think I'd say Possessed over Nocturnus just by a little bit.
1: Opinion or no? <laughs>
0: um, no, not really. Only because I wasn't the biggest fan back when before they died. So to compare the two now, it would just be yeah. me listening to the two albums and then comparing the flow. it's not like I had anything walking into the fight. Gotcha. So you I like mean one I band don't... more
1: the other. You like the Nocturnus? I thought that was more down your alley. It you is, know.
0: but I mean at the same time it still was just a little Okay, fair enough. Dated. Just a little. I, yeah, I, I could see it's that. Just for a little dated. Like, I respect them both, honestly, but when I was listening to it, it was just a little dated for me. So, yeah. Yeah. May they rest in peace.
1: Yeah, but t- I mean, t- t- <laughs> t- hey, two, I will say two fantastic comebacks, and That's I would have never expected that, you know, from either band. Yeah.
2: So, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And both, like, the front men bringing the bands back. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's yeah. cool. Yep. Does that do it for this one?
0: I think so. I don't know if we have anything else that we need to discuss with them. No, we we discussed enough. (laughs) I think we do. But if we do, they know where to find us. They can hit us up on the Facebook. They can hit us up. Well, they should be in the Patreon. If they're not, then they're going to join that right now. And then they can hit us up there as well. So um, they should have our phone numbers. Um I think they. Oh, have I don't give numbers. that shit out. No, no. So I'm I only do not like talking on the phone.
1: <laughs> that? So
0: you guys didn't give your phone numbers out then? That was just me. Yeah. No, dude. Fucking a. Now you. I gotta change this shit. It's been blowing up. Oh, dude! All those nude pics are Young James. Then I just get random number, and just body parts. I don't know who the fuck it is though. So, all right. Well, I guess I'll keep it for a little bit. But anyway, I'm shoddy.
2: I am uh,
1: Father Jay, I'm staying the man. You guys stay metal. <sighs>
2: time it was on the fly when you guys were on tour with cannibal corpse yeah i remember that yeah yeah and that one uh, and it, <laughs> it was really cold yeah, yeah. just listen back to it the other day just to see what we talked about so it wouldn't be the same stuff but mm-hmm. then I was, we did the interview back um it was it was right after the first full length okay it was yeah. right uh, so i was thinking back to that one I was like i've been seeing you guys like revolver you know all these bigger outlets now with you know doing the interviews and the reviews you know pitchfork was Big, big review, good review, and all yeah, that. So, like, it's a big one. yeah. So, it's
5: like, what? what's the biggest changes since then, like, to now? Well, I mean, the biggest like exposure and all that. Cause it, it, yeah, I mean, none of that really. Okay. I, I don't really care yeah. about any of that, but it's all a means to an end, you know? Yeah. And I think that the biggest thing that changed between the first full length and now is the aspirations. Like, what originally started is just me wanting to make a record for myself. It's become something a lot more significant than that for me. Like, I feel like my life has some kind of purpose now through this band. Um, when I started getting messages from people sharing their stories and, and telling me how much it helped them, it started to become a lot more important. And it starts to, like, it. at this point, it, it's become, like, it's given me purpose mm-hmm. like in a very real tangible kind of way that's so like the biggest change for sure what do you mean like as far
2: as like what are people coming to you saying like it's helping them through stuff that kind of yeah. thing or, or I mean, yeah. All, yeah
5: anything you can imagine people uh, people's parents dying people uh struggling with mental health issues or, or physical issues or anything i mean i all all kinds of stuff uh yeah just people people letting me know that like what I'm doing is having some kind of positive impact on me and by them telling me that that has a positive impact on me and it's I've mentioned this in other interviews but it was like for so long have I was in this cycle of negativity and just violence and just bad emotions and bad thoughts and now it's like seems to be this cycle of people helping each other and and putting more love out there and more positivity and 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 self-empowerment and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. that's a big deal that's kind of transcends like riffs and stuff like that it's at that point it starts to become something that's actually i would dare to say important you know Mm -hmm. yeah well i know like when i first heard the the first full length
2: that was what drew me to it because i at that time i wasn't huge on doom even that kind of sound you know normally but there was like something extra there and it did help me through some stuff at that point. It was Great. like one it was like the one album where I would throw that one on, yeah, and it was like cathartic, you know Definitely. and then, um the last one obviously awesome, and then this new one, some other thing man I lost a family member, and it was like came right at the right time, oh, man, and sorry, that kind of yeah, you know, but like that kind of those kind of albums seep in there, and it's like some reason with what you what you're doing it's like a little different than. I'll say this: It's just you can tell. There's that certain thing injected in there where it's like, no matter what you probably play, it's going to have that kind of what you're saying, that feeling or that.
5: It's real. Yeah, you can tell. It's, like it's that's real. what it. That's there's, exactly. I'm I was not. Like, this is it. I'm not writing songs about fantasy or heavy metal bullshit. Like I, I like to use cool words when I'm writing lyrics that yeah. sound evil and spooky or whatever. But it's the the subject matter is fucking real it's as real as it can get um I mean we <clears throat> this is very tangentially related I'm not even sure it's on topic but pulling up to the venue we just got news that a really good friend of ours passed away oh, man. today yeah who was at the first show of this tour and who was in Seattle on Thursday when we were there we saw him uh and now he's gone and and here we are. I mean, yeah. we're out here playing. We're gonna play this fucking show. We don't want to. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, yeah. I don't wanna yeah. fucking play a yeah. show, but I'm going to. Um, and, uh, you know, if there's. I've lost a lot of friends do a lot of different shit, and a lot of family members to a lot of different shit. And if there's anything that I can do to prevent that from happening, I'm gonna do it and this band is like all I got like that's what I'm good at right so that's that's how I'm gonna try to to help people from from dying man I mean that's at the end of the day like that's my goal
2: you know so like with the recovery stuff and all that cause I know cause when you guys start or when you started you probably weren't focused on helping others at the time was it more just
5: like helping myself first Absolutely. or and yeah, yeah. they say if you can't give away what you ain't got so mm-hmm. I had to get it first and it's still you know I still have to work I mean I, I have a, a bunch of rituals every morning okay. that, that I do that I force myself to do to make sure that I can get through the day yeah, constructively so I mean I, I still put in work but but something that helps me a lot is trying to help other people and that's that's crucial. Once you reach a certain point in recovery, you have to start trying to help other people and not just yourself.
2: So, are, like, when you with that, like, uh, do you talk to other bands that you tour with, people in the bands, or or just fans and things like that, as far as recovery to give tips and things like that, or was All it just of, the above? yeah, okay, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I
5: like, there's plenty of us musicians that are struggling. There's plenty of us that are in recovery. There's plenty of us that aren't and maybe should be and i i interact and gravitate towards uh, people who are similar to me Mm -hmm. you know i just in la i spent two days with a really good friend of mine who's in recovery and we just fucking got after it like we went to the gym we yeah we did did the thing together you know and then you know on one of the long drives the other night i I had a friend slash fan um I would more call her a friend at this point mm-hmm. who's going through some shit and was asking if she could talk to me, and i talked to her on the phone for an hour or so and just try to offer whatever advice I could. You know, everybody's different. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll talk to anybody that, that needs help or feels like they need help or, yeah. or whatever. That's cool, man. I mean, so how do you do
2: that? Because you got the last album, you got a lot of attention. how do you balance that with like trying to stay still true to that still be the main focus instead of like I don't know trying to still be on the top 10 list or whatever you know what I'm saying I don't give a fuck about the (laughs) top
5: 10 list I you know especially with this album I I know the amount of work that I put into the album I know what I did I was there for every fucking second of suffering and relentless fucking like I would call it training that I did for this album so it doesn't matter to me one bit what anybody says about it because yeah. I know what I did right and I, I'm always gonna be proud of the not even the music like forget about the music the fucking work I put into mm-hmm. it that's what I'm proud of yeah um so, yeah, the way that I balance it is I don't give a fuck about the press <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the right way. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you read any of the reviews right now? yeah. Here? Yeah, but, yeah, I do mean, do you I'm, use it at all? Like, um, oh. Maybe they're right about, about that or whatever, you know uh, what I mean? Honestly, or, like, whatever. <laughs> For the last album, there were some people. Some people are idiots and they just talk shit. Some, some people <laughs> yeah. had certain things to say, and it was people I respected, and I kind of took some of it to heart. But if I'm be, uh, being honest, again, on the, the same token, but in a different direction, I feel like anybody that has anything to criticize about this album is fucking <laughs> wrong. So <laughs> right, right. The, the last one, I yeah, there was some stuff I okay. listened to. This one, I'm not really hearing it. No. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of criticism. I'm just I, saying. Yeah, there, saying. there's been a few people I'm sure there's someone in the commenting. comments section talking <laughs> shit,
2: but what are they doing? You know? I heard someone... <laughs> it was something about your voice change like something about going what's with Nate's voice change I am like dude that's he sounds way better oh, thank like what are you talking thank about you. you know but yeah. everyone's got their opinions but yeah I've seen some I've <laughs> seen some shit
5: I mean anything that happens there is a contingency of people that are going to just spew negativity because they're not happy. Right. It doesn't even really have anything to do with what they're talking about. It has to do with them. Yeah. It's like our band is not the problem. My voice is not the problem. <laughs> Their fucking life is the problem. Right. That's, yeah. No, that's I agree, man. Hundred percent of the time, that's the case. What you were saying, like all the work you did and everything like
2: that. So, like, was it more than the last one? Was there? Because oh, yeah. I mean, the, like the vocals, like, like I guess said, man. Like it, I listened back to back to the to the last one and this one. It's just like. Did you do a little extra
5: training or what what happened with the mobile? It sounds really good. I I I thought it was good before, but like... Thank you. Yeah, no, I just... First of all, we've been playing shows since then. And the best way to get better at doing it is by doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I, just, I did vocal warm-ups every single day, vocal exercises every single day. I was running a lot, improving my cardio. I quit smoking, quit okay. quit vaping, which was, like, the big thing. Because I actually quit smoking a long time ago. Right. But the vaping was a lot harder. That messes with your vocals, too? It's just the lung capacity and everything. Okay. It's all connected. Yep. And your general health, your your mental well-being, I would even say, like, your spiritual condition, just the whole, it's all interconnected. And I just improved all of it. I put myself through hell. Like I was running until like I was like pretty much crippled, and then I would go run some more. Um, I got really obsessed with this dude David Goggins. Sure. He was like, yeah, you know <laughs> my favorite guy. Yeah. And, and he came into my life at the right time, and I put yeah. his. I'd use that mentality and put it towards the album with with the guitar, with the vocals, with the songwriting, yeah. with the soloing, like getting better at soloing. Not that I was not good at it before, but I wanted to get to like another level, um, So, yeah, David Goggins had a lot to do with that. Um. Everybody should check that dude out, man. hundred percent. My wife, uh, she's going to be giving birth
2: in July. Oh, congrats. And we've been joking. like She's been doing this hypnotherapy stuff, and I was like, I don't think you need that. You just got to put, we got this quote from David Goggins, like, you know, most people stop at 40% of their effort or whatever, like, you've got that much more in the tank, or just all these David Goggins quotes. I was like, we're just going to... Listen to some of his audio stuff when you're He's <laughs> just to get through it, man. Because like the man. suffering is the key and all yeah, that.
5: Like I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I read his book actually. Okay. And I got to do that. I'm reading Harley Flanagan's book right now. Okay. Bass player of the Chromags, uh-huh. which is like I'm into that like. On the spiritual stuff. Just and it will just be in a fucking hard. Really hard. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. That's pretty... I mean, I haven't got to the Hare Krishna section okay. yet of Harley's book. That's the only stuff I've kind of... So it's... About. All it's been up to this point is just hard, hard living. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And it really inspires me. When someone can come from such a, like, difficult life and, and really, like use that to do something positive. Mm-hmm. Like, he teaches kids jujitsu jitsu okay. now and stuff. He's a, he's a badass person. Because <laughs> um, I, I came from some pretty hard stuff, so that I, I relate to that. Like, yeah. Because some people, you go to prison or you die. Some people that come from that hard upbringing, they turn it into something good, you know? And that's cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even blame the people that go to prison or die. I, I understand it, mm-hmm. you know? But... It's a lot better when you can... Turn it into something else. Yeah, turn your suffering into a way to help other people who are suffering, you know.
2: So you put all that work in, the running and everything. So, I mean, but you didn't really... Were you, like, spending more time a day practicing and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Way more than the last
5: one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... I worked hard on the last album, too, don't get me wrong, but I you never know if a a song is better than another song or whatever like that's purely subjective but there are certain things that i knew that i could work harder at like what was that the vocals okay the guitar okay yeah i mean just honestly (laughs) what about like like,
2: uh, i noticed on this one sorry to cut you off but like like, uh like some of the choruses like born into fire
5: like mm -hmm. i mean that's like a sing-along like it took a long time dude okay to get there um, that's that song had a lot of different titles, and yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like my my point of settling is probably way past most people's already, mm-hmm. but I if there was one iota of a feeling that I was even coming close to settling, I just couldn't live with it mm-hmm. on this album. And that song had so many titles and so many different choruses. <laughs> And I was listening to to old country, which I always am, and I was just like, man, the fucking choruses are just the title of the song. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. it's so simple. Yeah. And shouts to Night Demon too. Actually, we played a show with Night Demon, and uh, God, I can't even. I can't remember the exact song title, but I think it was just "Drink from the Chalice." Is okay. that a Night Demon song. <laughs> I don't know. That's the name of the song, and yeah. that's the fucking chorus. That's right. what they I sing. I love that. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I i haven't done that like so i'm like what's a cool sounding phrase that applies to what this song is about and i mean that song is like i i got the title and then i realized like man that title is like deeply applicable to like me Mm -hmm. and the song and and something like super significant in my life okay um like even just those three words together is like that has a real significance in my life, and yeah, I mean, I just I wouldn't settle. I wouldn't yeah. settle for anything. If there was anything that I was like, that's that's really good, but it's not like perfect. It doesn't make me want to like jump out a window. Yeah, like I would just keep coming back okay. to it until it was perfect. So are you like kind of a I mean like obsessive about it a little bit like I like,
2: yeah. okay
5: yeah hundred <laughs> percent.
2: So when you're, like, sitting down to write these songs and stuff, like, do you kind of, because it seems like the kind of person who are you, you think a lot about it, it's not, or do you just sit down and start riffing? Because to me, it would seem like maybe
5: you have something mapped out a little bit, like how you want to approach it, or, or no. The riffs just kind of come. Okay. Um Usually the best stuff comes, like, when I'm not even really trying. Okay. Like, I've I have a whole new album written that... <laughs> Nice. I, I told myself when I got done with all the like post recording part of the album, like getting it off to the label and doing all the, the yeah. boring shit. I told myself, all right, I'm not, I'm not doing anything related to music for until this tour because I'm gonna get burned out. Like I don't want to, yeah, neglect my family. Like I don't want to get burned out. I told myself that. And then the next thing I knew, I had a whole new album done. <laughs> I wasn't even trying. Wow. I wasn't thinking about it. I was sitting there. I would pick up my guitar and be like, oh, I have. Hmm, I'm hearing something, and I would, I would pick up the guitar and write a whole song just right there. It was it like when you're
2: listening to something else,
5: or you just no, something pops in your just head. Sitting around, yeah, yeah. It's like it's when I don't have any interest in writing a song. That's when the best stuff comes out. Now that's the initial phase. The amount of fine tuning that goes into it after that okay. is like immeasurable. I don't even like I couldn't even tell you how many hours go into it after that. Mm-hmm. Once I have the basic outline of a song, I just I can't stop thinking about it until I think it's perfect.
2: So you got all these songs written, then you got to do the fine tuning. I mean, but that's not how these ones shaped up. You had to put some work into them, or do they same kind of thing? Like for this album, divided.
5: Um, I I had an idea of what I wanted to do with the album a general idea uh, and I had a general idea of what I wanted each song to be Yeah, and then the riffs just would come Uh, I had to do some rearranging like the title track I rewrote probably like two or three times like I, I finished a title track threw it away wrote another one finished it threw it away and then I was like Taking a piss or something, and I heard (laughs) the (laughs) mid. That's great. a very basic version of that and picked up the guitar and it kind of sounded like I hate God or something at first and then I added the little black middle pinky thing and the, the real fast like descending digga 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 ding yeah you know it yeah. just it was there yeah you know so it, it's a mix of like subconscious just kind of free form riff discovery and then like super
2: microscopic fine tuning okay yeah so you got these songs you're gonna put them aside for a while then or you
5: or you can just start working on them right away pretty much like i got them laid out right now and how are you talking about the new ones yeah I yeah. i got them laid out in an album format i wrote lyrics for the first four songs in the van uh two days ago on the way to sanford parker's house okay we were in there for a while so i just wrote i wrote lyrics for the first four songs yeah um the last half, I'm I'm not like hundred percent sure that will be like the next album. The first four I'm pretty sure yeah. will be. Um, but I don't wanna I don't wanna be one of these dudes that's like just cranking out bullshit, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna keep writing. Sit on, I'm spend- okay. okay. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. gonna keep writing, I'm gonna keep Yeah. I'm just gonna keep making music and I'm in no hurry. Like I don't this album's gonna gonna be around like making waves for a while right. I think so let people digest it for a minute yeah I, I, if I had to put an album out in a month I could yeah but I don't I don't need to so. yeah yeah I'll okay. just I'll sit on them keep writing but the first four are, are done like the yeah. first half of the next album is that's done that's awesome for sure.
2: any like difference in the
5: sound at all that you're thinking right now or I my only my only rule for myself with this one was that it is fun mm-hmm. everything about it, the process Okay. Like creating it, every aspect of writing it, every aspect of playing it, the the message I wanted to be positive and, and more triumphant um, because I got so in such a dark place. I mean, it's in the name of the album, but it's yeah. true. Like I got in a really dark, <laughs> like hateful place when I was working on "Divided by Darkness." So. I want the next one to be uplifting and, and light and empowering. Yeah. And, and okay. fucking fun. Just Viking fun. Motorhead. <laughs> that's cool. Then Lizzie High on Fire uh, Trouble. Yeah. Anzig, like that's kind of what I'm. Okay. What I'm hearing. Yeah, that's cool. Just like. Yeah. Like in uh, Angels in the Abyss, man. Like when it busts into that
2: second half. Yeah. Like, the just whole album like... will just be like the last <laughs> riff of that song. Right. That's so cool. I love how that man, like, just like how, I don't know how you do it, but like combining different styles like that, like doing a turn like that, <laughs> <laughs> like. It's like most people You would do that It would just sound like You just started one thing And started a
5: new song But it's like somehow Made it seamlessly work which is There's little cool. transitions In there that are crucial man that, that might be only Three or four notes But I spent Hours <laughs> Trying to figure that trying out Trying to figure out How to do it And make it sound like Natural Yeah And logical Right you know? Right yeah. oh, That's fucking cool man It's all work It's all just hard work <laughs> Yeah There's like no There's no other way around right. Doing something Right Especially when it's on your own. Yeah. You just you gotta
2: fucking work. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Alright man. Well we'll stop it there, eat some food and cool man.